Welcome to another episode of Reading the Bible, a podcast series to help us be better readers of the Bible and specifically better readers as a community. And so to that end, we follow along with the preaching at Hope Presbyterian Church and give some guidance on how to read the particular book being preached through. And our first episode was on reading historical narrative in general, and then we looked at what is the goal of the Gospels. And we saw that the goal is to give us an encounter with the risen Jesus. But this week, I think we should zoom out and address a question that comes up a lot around the Gospels. And that question is, can we trust them? Essentially, can we really know what Jesus said, and how can we know that the Gospels are reliable accounts of what he said? Now, uh, this is obviously part of a much broader question of can we trust the Bible in general? But I do think it's good to start here, to start with Jesus, because Jesus had a really clear understanding of the Old Testament, not only as trustworthy, but that it all pointed to him. And so if we start with him, if we start with the Gospels, the rest more or less falls into place. So can we trust the Gospels? Well, the simple answer is yes, we can. But I want to look at that in two ways. First, more historically, and then second, more theologically. So first, historically. I think most of our default view of how the Gospels came to be is something like a a first century telephone game where Jesus taught some people and then those people went and told other people and on and on until, uh, not until much, much later did anyone have the thought to write this down to the point where we can't have a clue what was really said. But this just doesn't give credit to the role of memorization and recitation in first century oral culture. Now it did happen like this in some sense. There was teaching and then there was retelling and later there was writing. But there was a huge emphasis on memorization in that culture. Many Jews had massive portions of the Old Testament memorized, but even outside of the religious population, young men were trained in memorizing entire works as part of their education. And most followers of a rabbi would have given a lot of effort to memorizing the teachings of their rabbi verbatim. And that was actually a profession in the first century. People would literally travel around with famous rabbis of the day and commit their teachings to memory and then go around reciting it. And so the memorization of texts and of teaching was very much a part of first century identity. And so to compare it to our culture, it's really just not fair. We have largely lost the art of memorization and recitation of texts. And also, as just a side note, just because 
it was an oral culture doesn't mean things weren't being written down. It's actually very likely that followers of Jesus were recording things, writing them down much earlier than we typically think. Now, in terms of the written manuscripts, there there's a lot we could say, but think about this. How we determine trustworthiness of a document, it's all about volume. So the more copies, the better, because we have more copies to compare between one another to determine what's original and what's authentic and so on. And so for first century text, the average number of copies needed to determine trustworthiness is about 10 copies. So all the literature we have from the first century that we take as trustworthy probably has around this number of copies. Well, we have 5,800 and counting manuscripts for the New Testament, and about half of those are Gospels. That's absolutely incredible. So just from a historical standpoint, the New Testament manuscripts, and specifically the Gospels, have earlier evidence for their authenticity than just about any other ancient text. That alone is significant, but I do want to give a more theological answer as well. So, speaking more theologically, we can trust the Gospels because God is sovereign. Now think about all the things we trust under the blanket of God's sovereignty. We trust Him with our salvation. We trust Him with the process of sanctification. We trust Him with the virgin birth and the fact that he exists in three persons. We trust God's sovereignty over these miraculous things, and that's good. But we should also trust his sovereignty over the ordinary things. We believe that not a single hair on our heads can fall without God playing a part, but we struggle to think that he can make sure we have the books we need to know him. I think he can handle that. The God who governs the process of bringing us from death to life, the God who sustains the world by the power of his word, this is the same God who governs over the ordinary giving and ordinary retelling and writing and preserving of these books and his words through his apostles. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, says this, For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit carried the apostles. He carried them as they heard Jesus' teaching. He carried them as he brought to mind all that Jesus had taught them. And he carried them along as they wrote. And the Spirit didn't stop then. He continues to direct the unfolding of history as these gospels were circulated and as they were copied and as they were eventually bound and ended up right in your lap to read every day. And so we have every reason to trust that we have accurate, authentic, inspired accounts of Jesus, and this should drive us to our Bibles. We can have certainty that when we read all the Bible, and uniquely Luke, because it's 
a gospel account of Jesus's life, we are hearing the voice of God and coming face to face with our Savior, Jesus.